Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi everyone, aside from our usual naughty language, this episode contains talk of suicidality and physical violence. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. She is like, who is it that cries all the time but never has a freaking tear that we, in one oh, of our reality Robin shows? from Sister Wives? What? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we don't beat the shit out of our friends. That's a really good policy. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. good That's a good start. <laughs> um, I'm Amy Archer. I'm here with the lovely, the talented, the wickedly awesome Amanda Lipnack Radel. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Amy. That is just the like boost of confidence I needed today. Thank you. I will take that. It's been a it has been a week, so I'm happy for for this conversation and for nice compliments and just good life. Well, you got them, girl. You got. I got them. Woo woo. Um, it's been quite the week here as well. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like we were talking off the air. Pollen everywhere raspy voices stuffed up noses watering eyes i mean everybody's got things. it everybody's suffering north the northeast of the u.s is a hot mess of pollen at the moment and i either have a cold or really bad allergies i keep taking covid tests because that's what you're supposed to do when you don't mm-hmm. feel good mm-hmm. and they're negative that's fine so if i'm a little raspy today i apologize folks we will get through this. i went speaking of covid i went to the doctors the other day i brought my daughter for her OBGYN appointment, like just a consultation. Mm-hmm. And we walk in and we didn't need masks. It's weird. It's weird. I it's had to go weird. see my hand doctor the other day and I didn't have a mask on. And it was strange because when I went before, I noticed people weren't wearing masks in the office, but I did because I had a cold. So I didn't want right. to Didn't right. get, hey, masks work. Like if we yeah. had adopt the, the rule that like Asian societies have and yes. that like you don't feel good, you just throw a mask on. Mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. the kind thing to do for everybody go figure who knew yeah who knew? i love all the anti-maskers who are like i don't want a mask i'm like okay next time you have surgery i want no one to wear gloves a mask <laughs> i don't even want your doctor to wash his hands yolo 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, you know, it is time to lift some of these mandates. Agreed. So I'm happy about that. But like, you know, just use personal discretion. Yeah. Wear a mask when you're sick, period. And unfortunately, I mean. Or if you're vulnerable. Or if you're vulnerable. And where Mm -hmm. you and I both live is a little more conservative than other parts of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you. Sometimes I do wear a mask. People look at you like you're a leper. And I'm like. Whatever. Yeah, and it's like, you can look dude, I'm sick. I just don't want to get you sick. Right. I'm actually, I'm actually being kind. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> we don't do well, kindness as people anymore, but I'm being kind. It was concerning to me because, you know, it was just a reflexive thing. Like there were a lot of pregnant women there, mm. and I was like, oh my god, like don't go near the pregnant women. Right. And I don't know. It was just so. It was. It was a strange experience, but I was grateful for it. Everything in life is a strange experience anymore. I agree 100%. Okay, so I would like to tell everybody that we have some stuff coming up. So if you haven't already, check out Steph and I are covering Love and Death. Are you watching that, Amanda? I have not, but I'm putting it on my list to to watch because I want to listen to your recaps, and it looks good. So it's the story of the Candy Montgomery murder, which I know nothing about. Okay, so I watched the one that, like, the show that they Is did on previously Hulu? about it, maybe. It was like a year ago or something. Yeah. And it, I think it was called Candy. Yes, and it's with Jessica Biel. Yes, I watched yes. that. And okay. it's crazy. I never saw it. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's David E. Kelly, who I love so yeah. much. It'll be great. So I know it will be great. Um, loving that. So that that is happening on this feed as well. And then in June, I'm going to be covering, and just like that, season two. Oh, bless. With my bud, Leslie DJ. So that will be coming out as well. And... Uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes because she's a diehard. Okay. Loves it. And I loved Sex in the City. Same. But did not love and just like that. Same. Although Aiden's coming back and I love him. Oh, I love John Corbett. That Me is too. fine. I'm good with Aiden coming mm-hmm. back. I I loved the TV show when it was out. Going back and rewatching some of it, you see how problematic it is through our current lens you mean that a freelance writer doesn't can't afford that apartment (laughs) that's the least of it like there's a lot of homophobia transphobia yeah there's a lot of that stuff and i feel like they're trying to over course correct yes by being so on top of it and Mm -hmm. it's just it doesn't ring true to me plus they're talking about these the big problem that I had with the season is that the, they treat these women like they are ancient beings who have no idea how to exist in the world. And I'm like, theoretically, I think Carrie's like 52. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. 50. Mm-hmm. And I understand the world in a way that she does not seem to. And she lives in New York City. Yes. I feel like in a weird way, they acted like these women were j- like Encino Man. Yeah. They, we just- <laughs> they were just unfrozen. Right, we we pulled them out of the early '90s and dropped mm-hmm. them into 2022, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now they have to figure out society. And it's like, yeah, this just doesn't ring true for who these yeah. women are. Well, let's hope that they've course corrected again. Hopefully, and Hopefully. they've gotten it correct this we time. We shall see. We shall see. All right, I'll watch but it. we but we are not here to talk about that no. shit show. We are We're here, here to, to talk, talk about a good shit show, <laughs> Yellow Jackets. Yes. Okay. So we are covering Yellow Jackets season 2, episode 7, Burial. Now, I cannot tell you how angry it makes me that there are only 9 episodes of this show. Why 9? Why 9? I I don't know. Why why not 10? Why not 12? 9 feels unfinished. 
But I think these, well, this, and then I think the next two are going to be bonkers. So bonkers. We will see. They're going to have to leave us with all sorts of stuff. There's also, I was listening to something. How dare you? You are not listening to another Yellow Jackets podcast. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But talking about how there's some talk that there might be doing some like mid-season web stuff and like mm. stuff to keep it going which i'm like no i don't know no we'll get we'll get to the phone number piece oh right yes yeah because yes. i don't know mm-hmm. if you called it or texted it i did i call i know somebody who called it and okay i, know I called it yeah, yeah yeah okay all right so as always guys we break this up into two parts we have the wilderness and then we have lottie's cult and then the end scene will be at the very end which yeah. was oof Okay. So it's hard. We open on <laughs> Nirvana. Something in the way, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. I mean, okay. it's just so I loved Kurt Cobain beyond anything. Nirvana mm. was everything to me as a 17-year-old. Mm. And to hear the the second I heard that pluck of the chord, I was like, oh my God. Here we go. Yeah. The music in this episode was really great. Um, Multiple Florence and the Machines, which was yes. wonderful. Yes. Um, live, which we'll talk about at the yep. end. Yeah. Um, I didn't really remember this song. I was like, I was a Nirvana fan, but I wasn't a deep Nirvana fan. So, but. Do it, yourself a favor. Song. Do yourself a favor. Watch the video of. Okay. Uh, the acoustic set they did for MTV Unplugged. Oh, I remember that. I remember Kurt that. Kurt Cobain shows up literally in dirty clothes with dirty oh, yeah. hair. Oh yeah, he's a hot mess. And is smoking like a chimney and I'm like, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you and your thing for dirty <laughs> tortured artists is... Yes, yes. You are consistent, my friend. You can't you help type over and over again. <laughs> Guys, if you have not watched that video, just watch it. I mean, Kurt is at peak grunge. He's at peak, peak scumbag. You, you knew he like smelled bad for me. You knew, you knew it was. You knew stuff was not going well for him. Oh well, my god, tragedy! He, you know what it is? He just was so. I, I won't go on. I won't belabor this point, but he was just so tortured in his writing. Mm-hmm. And I, there's something about me that relates to that. Yeah. Like at that point in my life, I don't know if I would feel that way now. Right. But he spoke to the teenage soul. He did. He did. Um, I remember my freshman year of college taking a world or a philosophy of religion class and then world religions listening to Nevermind over and over again. Mm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So So the song is called Something in the Way, and it's it's kind of a mishmash, mishmushmash of um, Kurt's, like, obsession with this bridge where he grew up, where a lot of homeless people and drug addicts lived underneath. And, you know, he used to go fishing there as a kid, and he was kind of obsessed with the the very thin line between having something and having nothing. Yeah. And I think that something in the way taken literally here could really apply to this episode. There is something in the way for For all these people. And they're also, I liked how you say the thin line between having something and having nothing. These Mm -hmm. all, all of these characters living on the thin line between reality and yeah, something insanity, 
supernatural, mm-hmm. but it is a very thin line that they are jumping back and forth. Over. Yes. Yes. So I like I that agree. too. All right. So I'm done. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I did write here that the theme of this episode seems to be something in the way of the yellow jackets moving forward. And for many of them, Lottie seems to be that thing in the way in mm-hmm. some form or fashion. Okay. And yet so, she's also somebody who helps them move. Like we'll talk about each of them. Furthers my theory about Lottie being the good girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cabin is completely snowed in. Everybody's in dire straits. They're cold. They're hungry. It's dark. Mm-hmm. There's that storm that we saw coming when uh, Shauna was in labor is still beating down on them, bearing down on them. Shauna's lying with her baby in her arms. And I hate to admit, I'm just going to say out loud what we were all thinking. What did that smell like? What did what did that whole cabin smell like Ooh. between the baby of probably a couple of days at this point? Mm-hmm, seems mm-hmm. like it. The fact that they're all trapped in there, so they're having to go to the bathroom in there. Mm-hmm. Like they can't even open the door to leave the pail outside. Like, nope. I don't want to be in this cabin. No. I mean, mm-hmm. it's better than being outside of this cabin, but I don't <laughs> sure. want to be in there. Sure. So she has the baby wrapped in the fur blanket. Um, and, and I just wrote, like, I don't think I've ever seen a, a musical opening just fit the scene so well. Like, mm-hmm. it was just so perfect. Um, Ty is trying to help Shauna. She's offering her water. She's, you know, talking to her. Shauna wants none of it. She's really As, holding vigil. She's holding she vigil really, over her. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the song fades, the sun peeks out and the girls work together to open the door and dig out from the storm. So we see Shauna head out and she places her baby down and she covers him with stones. And she whispers, it's you and me against the whole world. I felt really... (sighs) That hit me really hard of her bringing the baby out and oh, and then not being able to truly even bury him. So I worry about him... But I, I hope this puts to bed any idea that we're going to do anything with this baby other than bury it and be done. Well, and it made me wonder about the title because I was like, I thought this burial was going to be this big thing. Remember I was saying to you, like, I yeah. wonder if they're going to fight over the baby, if they're going to want to eat it or not or, you yeah. know, whatever. And we no, were team not eat subtle. it. No, we are team not eat it at all. <laughs> um, but- we are team not eat the baby. Look at <laughs> us take this job. Brave of us that we don't think a baby should be eating. No baby eating. (laughs) Oh god! But I'm wondering now if it's about burying her pain. I think it is totally about burying her pain. And if you watch her through this whole episode, past and present, she's really going through all of the stages of grief Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. over and over again. And I'm just going to put a teaser out there. I have a real hot take at the end. Okay, cool. I can't wait. That is probably going to get me a lot of hate mail. (laughs) okay cool have we gotten any love mail or hate mail yet um we have we've gotten like one or two emails from people who've listened to me on pink shade or uh, my other podcast gen x this is why who've said they're digging us awesome cool yeah cool cool. absolutely so ty starts to break down and cry about the baby they're outside she and van and van tells her even if he made it his mother is starving like how could Mm -hmm. he have really made it and she said, we're all starving and we need to wake up. And Ty is really concerned by her tone. She's like, Van, mm-hmm. this doesn't sound like you. And Van says, I survived all of this shit that should have killed me. 
And I thought maybe there was a reason, but I'm not fucking seeing it. And Ty says, you saved me. Like I would Mm -hmm. be dead without you. I thought that was a really beautiful scene between them. And of course, you know, Van saying she survived all of this and now we know she has cancer. Yeah. In current timeline was she just keeps surviving the unsurvivable, which makes me wonder what's going to happen with her. But and maybe this is her like ninth life that we're done. This this cancer yeah. could be it. We yeah. don't know. But I found I found it really interesting to watch their roles kind of switch. In yes. that Van is the positive one and Ty is the one who's so negative about the experience and they've switched. And to watch Ty just really break down about the baby. Mm-hmm. She was so strong for Shauna. But yes. then in a lot of, very typically, we can be really strong out in the world and then we get with our person. Van is her person. Mm-hmm. Now she can really be raw and real. I yeah. love their relationship. I do too. I do too. So Coach Ben is having another break with reality, which he needs to go on the trash pile. I'm done with him. I'm done with Ben. In Misty, all ways, why shapes couldn't you just form. have given him a little push? Right. <laughs> right over the edge. And then we have dinner with his calorie-rich butt yes. meat. It's yes. fine. So he's in the cabin with Paul in this break from reality. And Paul gets a call telling him that Ben must go. And this whole otherworldly thing is over. Like, your vacation here's done, dude. You can't hide here anymore. And Ben realizes now what he must do. Right. You know what? I should have put, I'm sorry, I should have put a trigger warning at the beginning of this. And I will when I edit. Okay. We are going to be talking about suicidality, guys. So just, you know, heads up on that. Although there's so many trigger warnings on every episode of Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like, I feel like if you're someone with a, delicate emotional constitution this is not the television show for you period Mm -mm. Mm -mm. um i think our trigger warnings for last week were really appropriate but (laughs) if you trigger warn if you tried to trigger warn any everything in this show that all we would do every other word is okay another trigger well let's just get this out of the way trigger warning if you're watching the episode hand-to-hand combat at the end of this oh yeah if you don't like um personal violence this is not gonna be the thing for you okay so while they're cleaning out from the storm, Misty overhears Mari, Akila, and this woman my closed captioning was picking up as Jen. Who the hell's G-E-N? Jen? I don't know. Who the hell is this girl and where'd she come from? I have Again, no idea. we are picking up randos because I think mm-hmm. we need more people to eat. <laughs> yes. So talking, they're talking about how great Misty was during the birth. But then Mari's kind of like, well, she's psychotic, guys, and she probably killed Crystal. I hate Mari, but she ain't wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. I really don't like Mari. And she's like, Misty doesn't even want to resume the search. Like, isn't that mm-hmm. kind of weird? This prompts Miss Misty to later ask the group to resume the search, which is so obvious. It's, right. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the fact that these three girls aren't like, we just said that out loud. You must have been listening to us, you psycho bitch. Yes. Yes. Coach Ben thinks this is a great idea. Which would raise a red flag with me because this mm-hmm. guy has done nothing but mope in his room. Oh. Yeah. So they start talking about the wilderness and how it took the baby. And Lottie says, it gave us what we wanted. Shauna lived and it could do the same for Crystal. And they hold hands and they chant and we hear the, they're chanting, we hear the wilderness and it hears us. Jen, this new Jen, Rando and Jen. another girl, Talk about possibly eating Crystal and Misty overhears this. They're kind of like, 
we don't want anything to happen to her, but, but like... if we found a dead body, we have some dinner. We're really uh, starving. <laughs> dinner's good. We miss dinner. So, Van Breakfast and Ty... Breakfast and lunch. We miss all the meals. Well, here's my question. If everything is so, like, snow-soaked, are they going to be able to really smoke that meat like they did with Jackie? Right. Yeah, where, again, coming back to my where are we getting seasoned firewood from? Yes, yes. So Van and Ty are cleaning the birthing station, and we see the blanket that Mm. um, Lottie had gifted to Shauna. Shauna throws it in the fire. Then the girls later are searching for Crystal, and Lottie stops at the tree to give some blood. Lottie, this isn't working, honey. No, you need to stop with the cut in your your hand. You keep thing. pouring the blood out, and no, and everybody's dying. Yeah, this is not <laughs> helping. Pick pick a new ritual. So Lottie asks Ty if she could find Crystal like she found Javi, and Ty says probably not because I'm not sleepwalking anymore. The other me is gone, and Lottie said she's not gone, and she makes the case like that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. the first time that we've kind of heard somebody really openly acknowledge that there are two ties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So somebody other than Van. Van acknowledged yes, it. But yes. Yeah. So Misty makes up an excuse to stop looking. She starts crying, saying, like, this is too much. I'm afraid we're going to find her frozen with a little. No, I'm afraid we're going to find her like Jackie with a little song frozen in her throat. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. She is like. Who is it that cries all the time but never has a freaking tear that we on one oh, of our reality Robin shows? From Sister Wives? From Sister Wives. Yes. She's a Robin from Sister Wife Crier. There is never a tear to be found. Yes, yeah, she but is. But she Sob makes a good Robin. noise. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sob and Misty. And Sob and Robin always like dots the edge mm-hmm. of her eye. Like it's yes. real weird. It's real weird. Yeah. Somehow she like probably Googled how to make it look like you're crying <laughs> in 10 easy steps and yes. just keeps doing it and it doesn't look like it. So Misty is, you know, she she's determined now that she's going to find Crystal so that mm-hmm. they don't eat her. Right. And the way I took this was she was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm going to make up for what I did by stopping them from eating your body. Is that how you saw that? Or did how did you see that? I, I was going between that. I'm going to redeem myself somehow by saving your body. Or being afraid that somehow, or trying to cover her tracks. Because if oh. they never find her body. Now, the way she died was she fell off the cliff. Yeah. Which totally supports, you know, the idea of all of a sudden this huge storm blew in. Yes. She couldn't see. She walked off the cliff. Like, there's nothing about that that if I came upon that, I would think, oh, Misty pushed her. Right, right. You know, yeah. if it had been a clear spring day, maybe I'd look at it differently. But given all the weather and stuff, it, it's a totally plausible answer. So she's digging like a maniac and she can't find her. What do you Mm-mm. make of this? Did an animal come and get her? But we don't, I was going to say, we don't see any am- animal tracks. But if it had been snowing that hard for days, might not have seen them. Right. And she could just be buried or she could still be alive. I don't think she's alive. I definitely don't think she's alive. It's not a big fall. Somebody could survive that, no? Some well, somebody could, except for the fact when he was she was doing um CPR, like blood was coming out of her mouth. Oh, missed that part. Yeah. <laughs> when she was doing CPR, all of a sudden blood started coming out of the side of her mouth. Oh, so I don't think okay. she's okay. <laughs> okay. Generally speaking, I, when blood comes out of your mouth short of dental surgery, something's yeah. gone very wrong. I have um I read on Reddit a theory that 
Javi's friend in the woods is Evil Ty. Oh. And now she found Javi, so she doesn't need to sleepwalk anymore. Uh, and I don't know, maybe uh, Evil Ty did something with Crystal Kristen. Maybe. Crystal but, Kristen. But she hasn't been missing that we know of. Because right. they just opened the door. It's daylight. True. We have not true, had true, a true. night since mm-hmm. then. So I don't know. True. Yep. All right. So meanwhile, Coach Ben is making his way to the cliff. We have a short scene of Shauna going out to the meat shed looking for Jackie and just mm. sobbing. Feel so bad for her. I can't even. I do too. Misty climbs back up the cliff. First of all, I would be, you know what it's like to even walk in two feet of snow. Oh my God. To climb the cliff, I would be like dead on the side of the cliff. They would be like, what is that meatball on the side of the cliff? Let's just push her right off. Right. And then we can eat her. Um, Yeah. The one unrealistic thing of all of this is like they could barely open the door. And 10 minutes later, they can all walk around. Everybody's outside. <laughs> Everybody's outside. They seem to be walking on packed snow. Yes. Um, yeah. They're trying to shovel with, like, trays. And a lot of them don't have the full glove on, which right. drives me crazy. Your hands would be frozen. Right. We've we've all had the being stuck somewhere with no way to shovel snow mm-hmm. or anybody who's lived in a snowy place. Yes. We've all had that experience. Pennsylvania, I've experienced right. this. I, I, don't, I don't see this part, but we're going to let that go that they were able yes. to get out and be in the world we're but. gonna suspend our disbelief yes um Which, but yeah i too would be like if i made it back up the cliff i would be so incapacitated unable to breathe for <laughs> a long time that probably coach ben would have just hobbled himself right the hell off the cliff and i've been like peace brother yeah, i can't I not breathe. have the breath in my lungs to tell him to just stop and don't jump <laughs> it's been real just kind of like tie, oh. tie off like bye so she's up there and he's about to jump and she begs him to stop. And he's like, first of all, you know how I feel about this coach, but to ask a young kid to push you off a cliff, shame on you, Coach Ben. He sucks. He sucks. Go he on the, go on the trash pile. He is, I mean, he's been useless this whole time. I get he's missing a leg. I, I can't imagine the depression of that. But dude, you are the lone grown up here. I really need you to pony up. Yeah. And he can't. And I hate him. I hate him too. Agreed. Yeah. Let's ask he the jury. Jury? Yes, he sucks. Yes, yeah, he sucks. All right. So she tells him they need him. And then Misty does this weird thing where she defaults to threatening him. Right. And she's telling the, him, we will eat you. We'll cook you. I'll eat your, you know, chompy ass, whatever. And then she's like, I'll tell the whole world you impregnated all of us. Right. And then she says, I'll tell the whole world you're gay. And he's like, great. Then yeah. I get to, like, in my death, I get to live my truth. Great. Tell everyone I'm gay. Then I don't have to do yep. it. Yep. And I'm done. And I, I just wrote, like, it seems like anger is really her default response to emotional situations. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, She doesn't know how to be misty. tender. Yeah. So then it's only once she starts sobbing about how hard she tried to keep the baby alive and how she can't have another person die on her watch mm-hmm. that he steps back. From the edge. Yep. Okay. Now we'll go to present day. Misty is collecting everyone's possessions. And Ty asks, have you two joined a cult since we last saw you? <laughs> so great. Watching them all kind of like wander their way into this cult. So and then great. And then decide that they're in. I would love to go to this place. I want to go to this cult. I noticed you're wearing your purple today. 
I it's it's more blue, but yes, it is purpley. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I would join this cult. This cult right. seems okay. I'm into this cult. So Ty says, or Ty asks them that, and Lottie says they're in an intentional community. Mm-hmm. And Nat explains that a week ago she had her rifle in her mouth, and that's when Lottie saved her. And Nat says her walls are finally starting to come down because of this place. And it's not easy, but she needs it. And maybe they do too, because they brought some dark shit back from that place. And maybe now they can all start dealing with it. Nat's my favorite character. She's my favorite character. I can see why. Young Nat and old Nat. I can totally see why. I am surprised that Nat's only been there a week. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Me too. Me too. And is it an act or did she really buy into this? Right. She seems to have bought into it. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know yet. Lottie Lottie gives the women a chance to choose their own adventure therapy. <laughs> oh my God. And on this beautiful wood burned board. <laughs> I know. Before we I won't know. tell you what any of these things are. I was like, oh, this is so like wellness community. <sighs> I loved it. Mm-hmm. So Van tries to get up and leave. And she goes, look, Nat, I'm glad you're alive. And Lottie, that you're back from Switzerland. And Lottie's like, that was over a decade ago. Right. So Misty really missed something. Misty really missed something. And she keeps Mm -hmm. saying that, like, I missed this. Yeah. So then Ty takes renewal. Shauna chooses self-care. Misty says, I'll take forage. But Van says it at the same time. And they completely ignore Misty. Right. And And then Misty gets Why can't two of them take the same thing? Yeah, that's true. We don't even get to know what forage is. Because Van mm-hmm. just goes and forages alcohol. From right. Her own car. She goes and forages her own tequila. So something my husband would do. <laughs> so now they give up their phones and they box slightly, but they're all willing to give them up. And there is a landline that they could be reached in case of emergency. Now, if you call the landline, yes, you, you get, get a lobby. weird message. Yeah, yes. but a really weird rambling message. Mm-hmm. If you text the number, you get, I just did this a little bit ago. Oh. You get, thank you for your, in, I just texted the number high because I didn't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your interest in wellness, excuse me, Sunshine Honey Wellness Community. Add yourself to community. And then you get a thing, add your contact for Sunshine Honey. And I tried to do it, but it wouldn't accept my city oh. as being a real city. So I'll okay. play with that later. But okay. I just thought that was funny that it's a I'm real number. this interactive uh, mm-hmm. quality of this yeah. episode pretty cool yeah i am too mm-hmm. so shauna is handed a goat named bruce 
and Bruce. Bruce is amazing. And we need Bruce in our life. So we have this, uh, I don't know how to describe it. We have a lot of volunteer fire departments up here. Sure. And um, we have this volunteer fire department in this neighboring town. And the firefighters all come into the cider place all the time. Okay. And one of their wives raises baby goats. And I don't know her name, but after about three ciders, I just call her Goat Lady. I like that. And I, I insist, would call her Goat Lady. I terrorize her and I insist that she show me baby goat pictures. I love this. And their goats are amazing. And her son, who's like 17 or 18, is not out in the woods drinking or pressure my kids for sex. He is showcasing baby goats at like the 4-H competitions. So he's like pig royalty for goats. Yes. And I'm like, can can this guy marry one of my kids? Yes. We get yes. John Gilbert to marry one of your kids. We get this kid to marry the other. <laughs> and you have good men. Um, one of these days, we're going to have to make it so I come up to this wonderful cider place. And yes. I too will harass the goat lady with you. Yes. She is amazing. She is really patient and, to and tolerant of me. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> she, she puts up with tipsy Amy really well. She really does. So there, so she has to, Shauna has to watch Bruce for the day and thus experience all the responsibilities and sacrifices that go along with caring for something. Shauna instantly assumes she's going to have to get attached to the goat and then slit its throat at the end of the day. Uh-huh. That but, broke my heart. But when he says, well, the alternative is mucking the stables, she real quick got on board with that uh, animal sacrifice. Yeah, even if she had mm -hmm. to sacrifice him, I probably too would make that choice. I do not enjoy the mucking process. Because again, I would be winded and crying. Mm -hmm. Right. So Misty is shown to a deprivation tank. Have you ever done that? Yes, I have. Oh, is it weird? I've never no, done it. No, love it. I love it. I find it more relaxing than a massage. Really? I yes, I actually booked myself a float session. I think it's over Memorial Day weekend. So the place, I've gone to two different places and it's not a tank like that. It's actually like more of a room. So you can yeah. stand up. Okay. You that, feel, that would combat my claustrophobia. There's nothing right on top of your face. Okay. And you can choose to keep like a light blue light on or you can make it totally dark, but you really okay. can just float. It's hard. Like it takes a while, particularly with your head to like really let it go. Mm. Okay. But once you do, it's great. Um We'll talk about her experience in that tank when, mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. we get there. Um, okay. I found that. I, I have feelings about that. I have a claustrophobia issue. And just I my Gen too. X cynicism would never allow me to get into a tiny space that someone else could lock. Yeah. So, so forget it. also the doors are not locked. Yeah. So the okay. room is locked because there's like a changing room and a shower and yeah. all those things. Yeah. And you are real salty when you're done, literally. Mm. Like, because it's magnesium salt. So. Okay. My yeah, sister's so you have to done shower it. I've never done it. I enjoy it. So Lisa tells Misty the most authentic guidance comes from within, and Misty's just not having it, and she runs off. Mm -hmm. Now Ty is painting a building with a makeup brush, very Mister Miyagi, right? It is. Mm -hmm, it is, mm -hmm. and I love the fact that she wrote "fuck you." I know I in the brush first. <laughs> she tells Lottie, "This is bullshit. My problems are so much bigger than this." And Lottie's like, "Well, tell me what your problems are." Mm -hmm. And Ty says. I'm sleepwalking again. And Lottie says, that other you had a connection to the wilderness and had wisdom too. And Ty goes, that other me is trying to kill my family. 
Right. I don't really care what wisdom this mm-hmm. thing has. I'd prefer it not to sacrifice my kid's dog. Yeah. Poor and, Buster, whatever the dog's name was. I oh, what was the dog's name? It was a cute Charlie. name, too. I don't know. I don't know. But we haven't had eyes on Stevie in a while, and I'm worried. At least we know Ty's not hurting Stevie. But who's taking True. care of Stevie? True. Sloan's in the hospital. True. Where's Ty's the on kid? her vision quest. Where's the kid? Where's Sammy and where's Stevie? <laughs> We're more concerned about them. Stevie. I'm like, wait a minute. Doesn't she have a kid? <laughs> no one's taking care of the kid. He may be stuck in school with the principals. <laughs> Okay, so Shauna and Misty now meet up in the woods, and Shauna realizes that she has lost Bruce. She had tied him up, and he chewed through his own rope. They look for Bruce, and they have this conversation about Shauna killing Adam. Mm. And uh, Shauna's, like, annoyed that Misty's bringing it up. And Misty says, I'm just joshing you about it. And Shauna says, I don't want to be joshed about it. I'm not like This isn't funny. Yeah, she goes, I'm not like you. I don't think of killing as a joke. And Misty's like, why does everyone say that about me? (laughs) And then she reminds Shauna that she is the only one who took the killing with the seriousness that it required. And Shauna's not even grateful. This is true. And why why does everyone keep saying that about me? I'm glad I live a life where no one, like, says it's no problem for me to kill people. I'm glad you're a serial killer. (laughs) I'm glad that. I'm glad that the people in my life know that that's we, not We've who made I am. some correct choices, I feel we like. We have. Yes. So Shauna says, Look, I'm grateful, but your hobbies seem to be figuring out how to be the perfect serial killer. Oh, here's where she says, Why does everyone say that to me? Right. And then she says, You're no better, you know. And Shauna looks dead at her and says, I know that, Misty. You think I don't know that? Mm-hmm. And Misty just like, and the reason I recap that whole conversation is because something she said in there really hit Misty. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it was just the the rawness with which she was like, yeah, I am like that. Yep. Like I am. So they find Bruce, but you know, Shauna's like, you're an idiot. She goes, where do you think you're going? Not to a Mensa meeting, I mean- that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, goats aren't particularly bright, I think, no, to begin no. with. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And then the Mensa meeting just made me laugh because that's good. I feel like that's something I'd say to my cats. She tries to get Bruce some aid because he ate a rope, but they won't help her. And the guy tells her, the kid's care is intertwined with your own. And she's like, what'd you just say to me? Mm-hmm. And he says, the kid, the baby goat. And then she goes, <laughs> I really enjoy this comedic side to her. She goes... You took my phone, so I'm just going off what I remember from cartoons. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, this is Gen X. This is how we lived. We just oh, yeah. went off what we saw in cartoons. <laughs> we had no, I mean, short of going to the library or finding the encyclopedia in your no. parents' living room, we had no way to find out information at the drop of a hat. No. Mm-mm. You know. Nope. There was no Googling, like, what I should do. I I tell this story all the time. When I brought my girls home, I forgot I had to give them a bath. Oh, They God. went, like, a week without getting a bath. They stunk. Oh, my God. Because we didn't know. We just didn't look stuff up. We didn't have that right. capability. Right. Oh, God. So she runs into Lottie outside and tells her she won't kill the goat. And Lottie says, Shauna, you don't have to. I find that it gives people clarity to care for something so innocent, very similar to what Lisa told Nat mm-hmm. about the goldfish. And Shauna, okay, so here's my hot take. Okay. This scene is not well acted. And everybody's okay. going to come for me, I know, because okay. we all love Melanie Linsky. I know, we love her. But she 
cries and it just doesn't feel genuine. And see, she, I felt I I felt it. She says, "You felt like the realness." Mm-hmm. I feel like there was not much difference between this speech and the one that she gave Detective Perv with the stash. Mm. It was the mm. same. I think that's as far as she can go. Well, that I'm giving her a little bit of grace. Yeah, I think she's that so might be what's going on here. But she cannot. I, I tell this story around the time I turned 40. I was really at a low point in my life and I decided I wanted to learn how to be happy. And what I realized is I actually had to learn how to be sad. And so I could really like feel the full range of emotions. I think Shauna is very much like that. She will not even approach her sadness because I think she thinks if she goes into it, she ain't never coming out. Maybe that's a good point. So she I, holds herself right at the edge. I just feel like the writers did us a disservice then by having her do that speech because now you're left thinking those two things are equal mm. and they really shouldn't be because the stakes around them are very different. They are. But like, I, I want I both this of them. one to be genuine and yeah. I want that one to not be. See, I actually felt like with porn stash, it was a little bit genuine. Maybe. Maybe. Because I do feel like she's like, I love my child. I just don't know how to. Oh, God. I don't know. She's I didn't so know if broken. it was an acting thing. Yeah, I don't she's know. So I just broken. Mm-hmm. Shauna cry. You know what? Too, Amanda. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I am so like I'm a crier. I'm a sobber. Mm-hmm. I'm a crier. I'm a lover. I'm a fighter. I don't know how that song goes. Um, so maybe I just don't understand this. Okay, because I am not a crier. Yeah. Um, I was a crier for a very long time, and I'm not so much. I think I'm. I think in my early 40s, I might have gotten them all out, <laughs> and I'm like a tear deficit at this point. So I'm not much of a crier. So I understand that when something really hits you in that way, and you're holding it in, mm. or trying to yeah. hold back from it, I, I do yeah. really think that she fears okay. going into her sadness. It's it's because, a good theory. It's better than mine because we're gonna get hate mail for mine. Yeah, it's it. I think her her sadness is an is an abyss mm. that she just can't even think about guys come at us with your theories around this yeah so she says she's always kept Callie at arm's length out of fear that she would die or that she was never real to begin with so i try to tell myself that i'm okay and i'm safe to think of her as mine and to be her mom but i think something is broken lottie i just can't do it and i wrote she's a bad fake crier Mm. maybe could it be that they're writing her in a way that Shauna thinks that she should be crying when she's saying this. So she's trying to could be, do you know what I mean? But like, she's she's so divorced from her feelings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Misty gets in the deprivation tank and we have a fantastic musical number with Walter and John Cameron Mitchell as Caligula. And it's, it's twin peaks. It's everything. Nuts. It's everything that I needed in this episode. Oh, see, I I did not enjoy it. Oh, I loved it. I love John Cameron Mitchell, though. I love him so much. I had to look up who it was because I was unfamiliar, but now I know he's Hedwig and that's... Yes. And he was in... Did you ever see Shrill? Yes. He was her boss. He was the the Dan Savage uh, wannabe guy. Yes. 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 Oh, that's why I recognize Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Okay, that makes more sense. I, and yes, the, he's also in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing I did love was the flying, and that that's giving away my my love thing, but the flying flight recorder image <laughs> <laughs> broke my So great. And then like the flying syringe. Yes. It's like all these different Every way she's killed somebody. It's like... <laughs> So Caligula, as John Cameron Mitchell, gives Misty a pep talk and tells her she's a closer. Take it from a bird who's named after a Roman emperor. Um, so here's my thing. I'm not a musicals person. Okay. When when on reality gaze, when Jake does his Broadway, Jake does his Broadway corner, I, I just fast forward. I know nothing of what he's talking about. I know nothing either, but I enjoy hearing I know him talk nothing. about it. Because he's so passionate, but I know nothing about it. Um, it flies right over my head. It's it's a real deficit. I feel mm-hmm. like in my cultural knowledge, I should have some awareness of it, but I yeah. don't. So I normally would not like this, but, but I felt it. like it was such a reprieve from the heaviness. It I definitely it. was. I think my my thing about it is just having had my own experiences in float tanks. <laughs> That's not what happens. That's not what happens. (laughs) At least not in my experience. I mean, I've actually like had some profound experiences, very meditative. Sure. Um, I've had one where I just like cried the whole time. Like Mm. it really, it, it's the dark and the quiet and it forces you to be in yourself. It's cathartic. Yeah. It's very cathartic. I never saw, um, dancing birds or, um, any of that. Did but you maybe ever see a, a human representation of Leo, your shoulder cat? No, I have not. That would be amazing. <laughs> I want to know what his voice would be. That would be awesome. Shoulder cat, yes. That would be amazing. So Misty gets out of the tank. She calls Walter immediately. Gets that was sweet. Gets his voicemail and tells him he was right about the thing. Right. Mm. What At thing? least she said the thing. Yeah. And that she likes him and then she's like, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> like she's all giddy. She's really she's cute. All- they're so teenagery in a lot of ways because they're I'm, stuck. They're trapped in the vice grip of their trauma. They really are. <laughs> so that night, Van and Ty get cozy by the fire and they start making out. Yes. Like I was here for that. I was like was leaning in, like, mm, what's going on here, girl? Girls get it. <laughs> um, so Van then confides in Ty that she has cancer. Mm-hmm. And Ty is mad that she didn't call her. And Van says, But we don't know each other. Yeah. God, I want to know about their breakup. I hope we get there. <sighs> Me too. Lottie is meeting with her therapist, and the therapist is pretty much like, hey, go nuts, dude. Balls to the wall. If someone gets hurt, oh, well, <laughs> that's that's it. I have to go back and watch. I think it's a different lady therapist. Okay, because, yeah, because then we learn the therapist we've now see, is we've now not s- real. real. So now we've had this three times. The first time we saw the therapist, the second time we didn't. The third time we did, and she's not real, and I need to go back and see if therapy one and therapy three were the same person. Mm, okay, report back on that. I will report back. This okay. is my assignment okay. when we record next. Okay. We zoom out. We see the therapist is not real. Lottie is freaked out. And the therapist turned into the antler queen for a minute. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. So the girls, meanwhile, have been gathered by Nat to talk about what they've learned. And they're passing around some tequila. Nat's, like, getting annoyed. Shauna's like, come on, Nat. What the fuck? Like, you're telling us not to fuck around? Let's just hang out. Let's just be chill. I loved how they kept hiding it. 
I know. Yeah. And I mean, Natalie's just like giving her whole spiel about the importance of healing and all this. And they're, I just, I, love, I loved it. I'm loving They were the, teenagers. They were teenagers. They were. I'm loving them coming together and seeing their chemistry. Me too. After Me all too. this experience. Yep. So Lottie barges in and tells them all they need to go home. And this is when Florence and the mm-hmm. Machine is playing in the background. I love Florence and the Machine so much. Never, never too much of a fan. Oh, it, yeah. Florence and the Machine was basically all I listened to in the beginning of COVID. And it was mm. like, it was my I, sanctuary. I'd I walk around my say, house singing at the top of my lungs. I shouldn't say I'm not a fan. Okay. I just, I have no opinion. Like I've never okay. really listened to them. They yeah. sound sound great, but I've she's never really listened. She's got a stunning voice and she's an amazing lyricist. I'll make mm. you a little playlist. Okay, Introduce sounds you good. to the best of Florence sounds the Machine. Good. Okay. So uh, later they're all reminiscing and Misty takes it a step too far as usual and goes, do you guys remember that first summer? And everybody's like, dude, are you going to reminisce about the plane crash? Like we're, we're not, not reminiscing we're not about this. our trauma. <laughs> and then Matt says, you know, I have this weird question I want to ask you guys. Like how much do you remember? Because mm. she says some things are hazy and Lottie says that's normal. Sometimes I forget what she says exactly, but like the traumatized body can't hold memories or something mm-hmm. or the ecstatic body. I think she says. I think, yeah, I think the term she used mm-hmm. was ecstatic. And, and I think that that proves true. Yes. I mean, that's that's real. That's real science there. Yes. When you're bod- when you're in deep trauma, when you are in that fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. So she also says, and this is also true, that repressed memories will come out in some way. They will find mm-hmm. a way. So we see a little tiny scene where Ty tries to fix Van's cancer problem. I'm putting that in quotes because that's how Ty approaches this. Right. She's like, well, I'll get you. She's going to fix it. Right. I'll get you to all the, I have all the money, so I will get you to all the clinicians and you'll be fine. I want to know what kind of cancer she has, but I guess in some ways it doesn't really matter. Well, she did say like, you know, when they say it's the good kind, it's the not good kind. Yeah. There's a lot of not good kinds. A lot of not good kinds. I had cancer. I had a good mm-hmm. kind. Um, I had thyroid cancer. And mm-hmm. I had like the most benign version of thyroid cancer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I joke. I'm like, I had the good cancer. Um, but the worst part of Did you have to do whole- radiation and everything? Nope. I had to have surgery. So oh, okay. I had half, I had the left lobe of my thyroid removed um, almost five years ago. And mm-hmm. the worst part of the experience, hands down, was having to say to my parents, I have cancer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the worst part of it. The surgery and stuff was like I feel like no I'm, big deal. I'm like near there because I have Hashimoto's, so like they're yeah. always I have ultra- Hashimoto's too. Yeah, they're always ultrasounding my thyroid uh-huh. and Amy's medical corner. Um, I always have like nodules on it that yep. they have to watch. So I'm sure I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Uh, when you if when you ever have to have the biopsy, let's talk first because mm. it's an event. Great. That was not fun, but okay. But yeah, most most people over the age of forty have nodules on their thyroid. Mm. It's okay. just a thing that happens. And actually, something like ten to fifteen percent of people die with the type of thyroid cancer I had. But mm-hmm. it never. Ooh, excuse me, I hit my microphone. It never became a thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Van does not want this, and as they're talking, lightning crashes comes on, mm. and this is going to lead us into the end scene. So Lightning Crashes by by Live comes on. And I remember that song very well. But here's the, the weird thing. I was like, didn't that have something to do with um, the Oklahoma City bombing? 
because that's the version I remember. So I remember the song, but then a couple came out before that. It did a couple months into it after the Oklahoma city bombing happened, which was horrific. Awful. A Kansas city, Oklahoma city DJ mixed that song with news clippings of people talking about the, the bombing. Got it. And that took off and that mm-hmm. played like a lot on the radio. And I remember at the time I was working at a sport sporting goods store in the, in the mall near us. Mm-hmm. And that was always on that version. Oh, interesting. I and think it was, I can listen to it. I don't remember, remember that. thinking like, this is real depressing. Oh yeah. The song really is really depressing. It's a beautiful yeah. song and Pennsylvania's own live. So we'll, yep. we'll shout yep. out for our pencil yep. or pencil tuckians. Yep. Um, I loved that song, and it was – I think it was it really too. perfect for the end of this episode. So tell me if my interpretation of it is correct then. I, I read that the the lead singer who wrote it or the guitarist who wrote it said it was kind of meant to capture in the the sort of the life and death of birth and death happening mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. and how, you know, it's all intertwined. One happens, the other happens, and it's just a cycle. And there's, in some ways, nothing we can do about it. Yeah. The birth-death cycle is coming for all of us, whether we like it or not. And these women lived that over and over again in the woods. And now they're living it again. Yeah. Because now they're looking at their own death, or at least Van is, and now Ty is. So there's this beautiful scene of the adults dancing as Mm -hmm. this song comes on. And then we see Shauna, young Shauna, coming back into the cabin. Mm-hmm. It's dark and Misty is humming. But what is Misty humming? Because is she humming lightning crashes? No. No. I. It sounded similar to- Is she humming the, Farrah Jaka? It sounded similar to the humming that wasn't Farrah Jaka, but was the other humming in that episode. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Which I don't know what it was. But some of the notes sort of sounded like live, but yeah, not like really. If you want us to know what she's humming, don't play music over it. Right. right. <laughs> I was really confused. It was. It was confusing. So she's humming and Shauna freaks out about this and she punches Misty right in the face. Yep. And then in current time, again, this just serenity of mm-hmm. snow. Very and how different excited snow. they were for snow. And I, I was thinking, like, wouldn't these women all be like, I am done with snow I'm fucking done with snow, man. Right. I'm going to go live in Arizona because yes. I ain't ever doing snow again. Yes. And the girls are all dancing. Now, in the wilderness, Shauna flips out, screaming at Misty, screaming at Misty, you killed my baby. You killed my baby. And mm-hmm. then she's, she bites Ty. Mm-hmm. And it's clear she's here. Feral. She's it's feral. clear that she is, she's feral. That's a great mm-hmm. word for it. Yeah. Lottie steps forward. We see her put her hands behind her back. No, we don't yet. She steps forward and Shauna hits her. Mm-hmm. And Lottie says, Travis, take Javi to the bedroom. And we see her put her hands behind her back. Yeah. And she says, Shauna, I know there's a lot of pain right now, but let it out. She says, we need you, Shauna. Let it out. And Shauna beats the ever-living piss out of this girl. Oh my God, that was too much. Too much. It was so violent and so raw. And Shauna is feral and no one tries to stop her. Um, That's the interesting part. No one tries to stop her for two reasons, maybe. One is they're in shock. Yeah. 
Two is, this is how devoted they are to Lottie. Lottie said, let mm. this happen. Yeah. And they're letting it happen. Yeah, I don't know. And, and I think the third is, they know she needs this. Mm-hmm. I think at, even though they're children, I think at a core level, they all understand her intense, intense grief. They're feeling it too. This baby was the hope that they all had and it's gone for all of them. And just the way she be, and she doesn't stop because Lottie's beaten to a bloody pulp. She stops when she's tired. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason she stopped. She could, if she had not tired out, let's imagine she's not starving to death. I know. And not just, you know, a couple of days postpartum. I know. She could have killed Lottie. And I don't know if you if you saw on Instagram any of the, like, stills that the Yellow Jackets account posted, but of, of <laughs> yes. Lottie and all that makeup. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and how so, they're just kind of laughing about it because the makeup is so over the top. I really thought she killed her. I yeah, mean, I, I wasn't. she didn't. Because we see was, her now. But how could she not have? When she spit out blood for a second. See, that's the Blood one time coming from the mouth. Never good. Now, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of her teeth are real jacked up at this point. Yes. Um from this beating, but oh Oof. man. That was it, hard. It was, it was bad. And I wonder too, like, how is this gonna change their relationship? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So when it's done, they lie next to one another on the floor, exhausted. Lottie is not breathing. It's real bad. Then suddenly she coughs up some blood, so we know she's alive. Shauna goes out. She puts her bloody knuckles in the snow. Back in current time, there's an urgent call at the wellness center for Shauna. It's Mm -hmm. Jeff. And he's acting real bad because he doesn't know how to act. And he's he's afraid of being bugged. (laughs) He's trying to be casual. And he's like, "Uh, Shauna, do you remember that uh, artist guy that you uh, had that collision with? Well, it turns out he is dead. And they found his body. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm really curious to see what happens here because they removed his hands and feet and his head and his head and put them through um, the crematorium. Didn't they bury his head? Buried something. Yeah. Misty got rid of it in such a way that yes, you would never think to exhume this old lady to find Adam Martin's remains. Yes. So what did they find? I mean, if they found a torso, yes, you can do DNA testing. Mm-hmm. That had to be what they did. That had to be it. But I don't know. I'll be curious to see what the story is on finding his body and what Another did they find. Another thing, too, like if he had any tattoos. Mm, he you did. Know what I mean? He had that wilderness tattoo on his back. Mm, okay. I don't remember that. In the middle of his back, which was one of the things that led to the theories of is he Javi Oh. Or is he part of some cult okay. Okay. of worshippers of the Yellow Jacket story mm-hmm. that he had the what looked like the wilderness tattooed across his back? So, yeah. Oh, wow. I okay. forgot about the tattoo. Okay. So, you know, they know he's missing. Like, I think if they just randomly found the body, that would be one thing. But they know he's missing. Yeah. They find a, a young man's body. Right. With an identify with a very identifiable tattoo on it. Tattoo. Yeah. Mm. Now, here's my thing. Where's Walter? Why didn't he answer his phone? Mm. Where is Walter? I just don't know if I trust Walter. I love him dearly, but I don't I want him to be good. What his I want them to be are. together. But yeah. yeah. We don't know yet. 
We don't know. All right. So that's the end of the episode. Um, you loved this episode, you said. I did. I did. I really did. Okay. What um, in particular are you loving? So what did I love? I had my little list here. Um, I I really loved the thing you didn't love. The exchange with Shauna and Lottie where she's like, I can't connect with my child. I'm afraid to love her. I'm afraid. I'm afraid she's not real. Like I feel like, let me just clarify my my weirdness with that part. I feel like what she's saying is true. Okay. You just don't but believe her it, affect it in saying doesn't, it? It doesn't feel like the cathartic moment that it should have been. Mm, okay. Does that make sense? Like, it does. I was like, that's the payoff? Like right. that quick exchange outside the barn is the payoff? I think think that's all she can she's capable yeah, of i think you're right i think, you've, I think she's you've, just yeah. so closed um so that was my favorite part what was your fave mine is culty nat i mm. love nat in her cult i want to join i want to be buddies with her i just i really of all the teenagers um nat spoke to me the most as okay. my teenage experience and i just loved her you okay. know she's chasing around the gothy guys the scumbags you know <laughs> Right up yes. my alley. It's yes. <laughs> exactly your type. Uh yeah, I'm I'm loving her too, and I'm loving how she's buying into this because I think she needs it so badly. And, you know, we know she's gone through lots of rehab mm-hmm. that hasn't mm-hmm. taken it hasn't really stuck. Yeah. yeah. And maybe this is the thing she needs to finally work past her her trauma so she can get out of it. Yeah. Um What are you not loving? I, I didn't love the Caligula float tank menagerie, <laughs> but I, like I said, I did love the float, the floating flight recorder. Yes. <laughs> just made yes. me laugh. What are you not liking? Well, I had the, the Melanie Linsky thing, <laughs> but I also want to say, you know, what do you think about my theory now about Lottie? More and more it's checking out more and more. I'm really thinking that, um, and as if on cue, here comes shoulder cat. Um, I am I am getting more and more into the idea that the antler queen is evil Ty not good Ty evil Ty like let's think about this Ty has sacrificed animals evil Ty has sacrificed yep. animals yep Misty has killed people yep. Shauna has killed people mm-hmm. Nat um, has actually killed somebody but it, well no no she didn't she didn't actually kill her father she just watched her father trip over the gun himself right right not that um, that's not traumatic because he he seemed like a real sweet guy van is precious and innocent and should be protected mm-hmm. at all costs but when you think about it like lottie's done nothing but try to help these people mm-hmm. even if her helping is weird and woo woo yes that is all she's doing so it could be i don't know i don't know i don't Unless- think Lizzie is as evil as we thought she was leaving season one Unless there's a side to her that, you know, we just don't know yet. Yeah. I don't know. All right, girl. I guess that's the end. That is the end. And we'll be back for episode eight in just a mere couple of days. Yeah. We're going to try to get that one out to you guys fast. It's called um, It Chooses. Yes. Yes. And have you seen on Instagram the like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Um, Anytime they use it, it's not good. Yeah. Have you seen on Instagram how they have like the piece of paper where someone's written yes. out the things? Yes. So I love yeah. that too. We'll have yeah. to, we should maybe pull those in before we re- like read what that is because oh, there's yeah. clues 
It's a good idea. Rama in that mm-hmm. one. That's um, a, that's a good idea that we've come to at the end of the season. The end of the season. <laughs> Hold on, I can actually find this week's as we're sitting here because that's not weird or, or and I'm just going to say I'm just going to give a big shout out again to that opening song, and just you know, R.I.P. Kurt Cobain, taken taken way too young from us. Yes, yes. I got. I remember when he died too. Oh, I remember that night awful. in Italy. Okay, so burial. What it says. Sometimes the best. I'm going to try reading that again. Sometimes the best therapy is cranking the hits to 11. So today we're exploring the hardcore kid care revival movement, 11 o'clock theatrical bird core numbers, some late hits of the renovation wave era. Call us about a spinoff HGTV flower duets and a classic live record out in the wilderness coach scott does a great carl havoc impression from an unimpressed misty or for an unimpressed misty Mm, okay yeah so we'll we'll launch our next episode with that one a lot of talking except i'll tell you the first line is shh it only gets worse from here so that's where we're starting oh great all right good okay here we are okay guys if you haven't already please check uh steph and i out we did tiny beautiful things on this feed and we're also doing Love and Death, which is, you know, very churchy, very culty churchy. Love it. And um, yeah, that's it. And check out our website, littlemisrecap.com. You could leave a voicemail. No one's taking us up on that one. <sighs> I want a voicemail. But you can leave reviews and you can. get straight you can. to your favorite yes. episodes that way. Yes, you can. Absolutely. And follow us on Instagram, trying to build that following up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Amanda, tell everyone where they can find you specifically. Me specifically lives at Amanda Lipnack on Instagram. Um, and as I've said before, though it hasn't happened in a little while, sometimes I show up on Blighty Day Fiance. If you're a reality person, check us out there too. Okay. And you guys can find me at Amy Archer Writer. I have like 10 Instagram accounts. <laughs> I only I have, have one. But I, I feel like one, I should open more. I have one that's private that mm-hmm. is friends and family that I put pictures of my kids on. Right. And then I have my writer one, and then I have a Gen X one for that podcast. Then I have this one. So whatever. You guys, you can find me. We'll find you. Um, Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we will see you soon. Take care, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 